from the Tulsa world. This is the OSU Sports Extra Podcast, sponsored by Albert G's Barbecue. Here are your hosts, Dean Rule and Jawan Lee. Season 3, episode 35 of the OSU Sports Extra Podcast. Jawan Lee joined by my co-host, once again, Dean Rule, back for another Thursday edition of our podcast. We're covering not just another game, but a Big 12 championship game. Dean, how are you feeling this week? Well, Juwan, if you're an OSU fan, this is a, a pretty exciting event, right? Because um, OSU going back to the Big 12 championship game for the second time in three years. Uh, but on top of that, I think OSU is playing a little bit, just a little, Juwan, with some uh, with some house money, right? They're kind of double-digit underdogs in this game. Texas has a lot to lose if they lose the game. Uh, I don't know how much OSU really has to gain if they win this one. So uh, for sure, an, an interesting um, kind of matchup that that's uh, pretty different from what OSU saw two years ago when they played Baylor. You know, Dan, I feel like that's kind of like the consensus from the outside of the locker room, and I'll give you an opportunity to tell us what the pulse is around, you know, the coaching staff and the players. But a lot of people are looking at it as OSU really doesn't have a lot to lose. Texas, as you just stated, are heavy favorites. What is Mike Gundy and his coaching staff and these players thinking about this upcoming weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of them are just kind of looking at it as another game. I don't think they want to make it a bigger deal. Um, I, I think they very much want this to just kind of be a just just the next game. I mean, I think they're excited that they get to play Texas one more time. And, you know, that's something that got lost in, you know, we spent quite a bit of time this year, Juwan, talking about the last bedlam and what that meant. But here's a game that I think OSU fans have always looked forward to year in and year out, getting to play Texas. Um and that might be because OSU's kind of had Texas's number in the past decade plus, right? They're nine and four since 2010 against Texas, and so so that probably factors into it a little bit. But you know, Texas Texas is a blue blood. Uh, you know, they're one of the, the cornerstones of the conference. So I think this is a game that a lot of people have always looked forward to, and and that was this one was left off the regular season schedule. They were not going to get a final shot at Texas and now they've kind of made up for it and they're going to get to do that. And so I think there's just a little bit of excitement there that you get to see Texas one more time before they go to the SEC. So, you know, looking at this Texas Longhorns team right now, they're coming in the Saturday on a six game win streak with their last loss being, you know, the Red River rivalry against OU, that 34 to 30 loss Saturday there. Um, has there been any difference between that Texas team that you've seen against OU compared to what they've been able to rally off these past few weeks? You know, I think Texas is just a really well rounded team, and a lot of what Texas, a lot of what OSU, like this is, I think, just on the field, this is a terrible matchup for OSU, no matter where you look. What OSU excels at, Texas is able to counter really well. Um, and, and so I think there's a reason Texas is ranked seventh, and there's a reason a lot of people think that might be a little too low for this Texas team, right? 
this is maybe finally the year you can say Texas actually was back, right? They did actually, <laughs> they are back. Um, you know, they're, they're in that college football playoff talk because they're a good team. They've got, you know, Quinn Ewers is, is been a good quarterback. They've got a ton of receivers who are just athletic. Uh, they got three guys who are already caught, you know, already have over 500 receiving yards this season. At running back, it's going to be a little different, right? Uh, they had Jonathan Brooks, who, you know, Ali Gordon came along, but Jonathan Brooks before before Ali Gordon kind of emerged was probably the best running back in the conference. Uh, you know, he tears his ACL a couple weeks ago. Defensively, you know what this game. I I think Juwan, what this game is going to come down to is how Ali Gordon is able to run the ball because Ali Gordon won. Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year yesterday. Um, but guess what? Texas's defensive tackle, Tavondre Sweat, he won Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. So that like that is the crash course collision matchup is what, what those two are going to look like. And that's because Texas is, is really well-rounded on defense as well. And so, you know, what, what OSU is good at, Texas seems like just, just in their past 12 games – what OSU excels at, Texas has been good at countering um, against other teams. So, so it's going to be interesting. I don't know if it, it, there's really not that one area you can say, well, Texas is not good here. Maybe OSU can expose that. We touched on it a little bit Tuesday about this being pegged as an SEC versus Big 12 matchup. And, you know, you, you said, well, Mike Gundy um, thought about that and that he's not really looking at it like that. But I want to kind of revisit that far as has that – do you feel like that's changed any a little bit or, or is Oklahoma State still just kind of in the mindset of we're not looking at this as a Big 12 versus an SEC matchup? Yeah, I think that's the biggest distraction there is this week is you've got a very clear-cut hero and villain, uh, probably for any <laughs> Big 12 fan, but um, it, it very much is that. And OSU itself, players, coach, nobody's going to admit that, right? But it is, you know, at the end of the day, no matter how you cut it, it is a Big 12 versus SEC team or Big 12 versus SEC matchup. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't think any reasonable person would disagree with that thought. So we have OSU going down to Arlington, Texas to play Texas. And, you know, as I, as I said before, to kind of open things up, a lot of people are looking at this as Texas being heavy favorites. I mean, you can look at any of the betting lines. All of them have Texas as heavy favorites. Is there any area where OSU holds the advantage at coming into this game? Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem, Juwan. I don't they, – they're – there might be. I think it's just this is going to be a game if OSU is going to win, it's because they got creative, right? Like this is the time to just kind of say, uh, you know, whatever you have left in the playbook that has not been you, <laughs> I mean, this is the time to throw it out, right? Because, you know, OSU's offense very much has operated on the run game. Well, Texas is quite good at stopping that. Um <laughs> I believe they're first actually in rush defense in the country. So like I, I think what you what OSU has normally done uh when it comes to rushing the ball, I don't think that's gonna work, right? Uh, you know, I think it's gonna be another one where Alan Bowman's really gotta step up and, and throw the ball. 
It's going to be one where uh, you're going to have to get creative with how you get the ball to Ollie Gordon and make sure, you know, he remains efficient. Defensively, Juwan, the big play has has killed OSU this year uh, with the kind of composition of Texas's uh, receivers, running backs, like, it's there for sure is going to be more big plays hit on OSU this weekend because just of the speed and the athleticism, like you just got a bunch of five-star guys here at, at, at Texas and, and it's going to be hard. Um, so yeah, I think, I think to keep it close, I think you're going to have to kind of dink and dunk your way down the field a little bit if you're OSU. And then you also just kind of got to unload the playbook, right? Because, I mean, I guess you could hold on to some stuff for the bowl game, but at the end of the day, Juwan, I think like, this is the game, right? You'd rather win practice sure. championship than win the bowl game. Um, especially because, I mean, what like what is the best bowl game they can get to? They're not going to make a playoff game. I guess, I don't know, I guess maybe they could get a New Year's Six Bowl, but, but still, like, point being, uh, this is probably the one you'd rather win out of the two. Uh, so I'd say just you got to unload whatever creativity you've got left and hope you can keep it close. Dean, you did a article reviewing the past 365 days for OSU, and we may don't have to go through the entire article so people can, you know, visit TulsaWorld.com to, to read the full thing. But I would like for you to hit on maybe some – some of the higher sub points of how OSU exactly arrived here to a bowl game. Well, I mean, to a conference championship game. I mean, Juwan, if you look at the past 365 days, it just like, it is just drunk, right? Like it is just, what is going on? <laughs> and it's like, you still end up in the conference championship game. Um, Cause it has been just the biggest like twist and turn and just, insanity when you really reflect on it and that's what that's why i wrote that article because i'm like it is so crazy when you put it all together in one place and you just look at it um because so they're going to play this this conference championship game will be december 2nd right and on december 4th of 2022 is when the portal opened up and i think a lot of people remember that day because there was some osu players started hopping in early there was, I think a lot of people kind of called it a transfer portal exodus um, uh, uh, of sorts. And, you know, there were all the questions about what's going on in this program, what's happening. Uh, I think a lot of people questioned Mike Gundy um, for how it all went down. And so to kind of go from that point, which is where I started it, and you just look at it, you know, they hired – no name division two coordinator they hire uh or they bring in you know alan bowman who hasn't played football in two years they bring in a, a bunch of kind of guys from smaller schools uh through the transfer portal you know then the season gets going and nobody kind of they're doing this three quarterback thing and then you lose to south alabama then you lose to iowa state all those questions from the offseason get brought up again, and then uh, they rattle off five wins. They beat OU in the final bedlam, and that was kind of the most important win because it put them in a conference championship game. So it's crazy to kind of look back on it. I was looking back on it earlier this week, and I said, you know what, I'm going to write that because 
uh, it's just crazy. It's just like I don't I don't know how it's just been such kind of a roller coaster uh, to cover. And I think when you kind of zoom out and look at it from from a calendar year perspective, you say well, it is even more insane that that this team made a conference championship game. You know, me and you, when they were doing the quarterback carousel earlier this year, we were going back and forth. I think each of us settled on the fact that we pretty much thought that Alan Bowman should have been the starting quarterback and would be the starting quarterback when they were still rotating those three guys. Looking back on it, do you think any of do you think the other two guys get OSU to this point? Ooh, that's a good question, Juwan. Um I don't think so. Uh, and that's not that they wouldn't win another game had they gone with another guy. But, uh, you know, experience is something you can only get from a guy like Alan Bowman, who's been around for, what was this, year number six, right? And, um, you know, somebody like Garrett Rangel or, or Gunnar Gundy, you're, you're going to get those underclassmen mistakes, right? There, there's no other way about it and i think that alone just probably takes them out of a couple games right like i said i don't think it's not like they would have finished two and ten had they went with uh the younger guys but yeah i don't think you're nine and three and i don't think you're going to a conference championship game with one of those two guys just because uh you know it's a learning process there's there's learning curves that that those two still kind of need to undergo and uh yeah i i think Alan Bowman is is a pretty big reason them deciding. Hey, we're going with that. We're going with the experience. We're going with the the you know the guy who's been around long enough. And and I think that is a big reason why they they are where they are because I think Alan Bowman just kind of proved to be a game manager, make the right decisions. Uh, the the interceptions have kind of hurt him the past. Let's see, three against UCF, one against Houston. So six, he's thrown six interceptions in the past three games. Not not great, but uh, for the most part, I think he's been a pretty efficient game manager. And and I hate that that kind of a word has become like a negative attribute for a quarterback. But uh, you know, I think that's the best way to just kind of describe him. He he makes the throws that he needs to make. He'll make a few mistakes, but I think if you went with one of these younger guys, you would have seen a lot more mistakes. When we look at it right now. OSU has, they're going to the Big 12 championship. They have a bowl game. Right now, do we say this OSU season is a success for Mike Gundy? I think, according to the Big 12 conference and the Big 12 coaches, yes, this was a success for Mike Gundy because he got voted Big 12 coach of the year, Juwan. Very um, true. Um, but I think from an, like, even ha- had they ended up losing to BYU, which I still am kind of trying to figure out how they even won that game to begin with. <laughs> but, um, you know, had they lost to BYU and, and played themselves out of a conference championship game, they still would have been eight and four with, I mean, the roster that they have is, is you know, it's not littered with NFL guys like a lot of past Mike Gundy offenses or past Mike Gundy rosters have been um you know I think it is a success right you, you went seven and four or seven and six 
last season to rebound with everything that you went through that we detailed uh, to rebound and, and make a conference championship game to have a chance at winning have a chance at winning it go to a bowl game 11 an 11 and three record is still on the table here Juwan. um I doubt they hit it but you know 10 and four I'd say but let's just say you know that they'll probably reach double digits um yeah I think this is a su- supremely successful season for for OSU and for Mike Gundy and I think it says a lot about what he did um as a head coach and then uh you know Juwan like here's what I'll say we did the con- we did the concern meter on a weekly basis I think <laughs> right right we did we had, it, we had it like a 9.5 out of 10 like I'd say right now if where I'd put the concern meter I think I'd put it at a one Juwan I really do. Like we, <laughs> we had them at nine. Like the concern was about as high as it could go. Um, I think I at this point I would drop it down to one because, like, like if you're OSU, let's say you go. I'm just gonna say they split these last two. They're gonna lose one. Or they're gonna win one of either the conference championship game or the bowl game. They're gonna win one of them. I think it puts them at ten and four. Double digit wins for the second time in three years. The transfer portal, like the transfer portal is here to stay. They're going to lose guys. No mm-hmm. doubt about mm-hmm. it. Um, I think they've probably accepted that I think they, they've kind of figured out how they want to navigate the transfer portal. And I think they're gonna do um another pretty solid job at, at getting guys that fit what they want to do, like they did this year. Um, and so yeah, I think I'd put it. I think I'd put it at one. So yeah, I'd say a supremely successful season for them. So to follow up that, and I'll tell you why I asked that because this is really my first year being heavily entrenched in in Oklahoma State affairs, and it's a dangerous game to to judge a perception of somebody by social media. But obviously, after that two and two start to this season. We start talking about Mike Gundy's contract. Is it time to get some, you know, get a fresh voice in there? And then it kind of cropped back up again after that UCF loss. But that might have been more overreaction than anything. With what Mike Gundy has been able to pull off this year, do you feel like the perception from OSU fans is a positive one of Mike Gundy heading into this Big 12 game and then on into next season? Good question, Juwan. Um I think so. So next year will be year number 20 for Mike, which I mean, it puts him, he's been in the top three in the country in, in terms of longest tenured for quite a while now. Um, you know, I think people like at this point, I don't know if you're really changing a lot of people's minds. Um, you know, I think people are either going to like him or going to hate him at this point. And yeah, you're going to get the overreactions. I think the overreactions and the, the kind of commentary you got earlier in the season is, I don't think like, like patience is just gone in sports, right? Nobody, <laughs> but like, like that's just how it is. Um, but look, like, like it, at two and two, you told somebody, well, hey, don't worry, there'll be nine and three at the end of the year. Nobody would have believed you, A. 
or they, right. they would have said, well, that's because that's because Gundy got fired in week five and they brought in the some, you know, so and so was the interim. That's why they were able to turn it around, I bet. Like at the end of the day, you know, it's so hard to judge college football until you get to this point, right? Until you get to the end of the regular season. Um, you know, and with a team like OSU who's not fighting for a playoff spot, they're not doing um you know, I guess I, New Year's Six maybe outside chance, but but point being, you're, you're going to go to a bowl game. Um, you're, you're playing in the conference. Like, yeah, now is the time to kind of review on it. And it's what it's just like. This makes such a great point of just like take a breath, step <laughs> away from it for a second. Guess what? They finished. They went nine and three. They had a five game win streak where they beat like four of the top eight teams in the Big Twelve. Um, in terms of standings, like I think it, it's going to be hard at this point to change people's minds on Mike Gunny. They either like him or they don't like him. Um, in terms of what he did on the field, from my unbiased opinion, is like he, if anything, Mike Gunny again proved like just let him do his thing, and it, most of the times it works out, right? Um, most of the times he gets kind of that, that the results he's looking for and at times yeah it's not gone that way um but but you're again like the the stat of you've made two conference championship games in the past three mm-hmm. years in a college football world that is becoming less and less top head like you're always going to have georgia you're always going to have alabama you know michigan like the 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 top programs always be the top programs what I mean by like it's not top heavy anymore is it's just the portal has just leveled out a lot of the talent and it's made, you know, like like you you're gonna see a lot more teams that are maybe seven and five and six and six than you will like three teams that are at the top that are like twelve and oh, eleven and one, eleven and one, ten and two, and then the rest of the conference is like four and eight. Yeah, I think that you're not going to see that that much anymore. So, so to kind of double up and and hit two of these in, th- in a three year span, uh, yeah, I say that's pretty impressive, Juwan. All right, favorite time of the show, prediction time, prediction time, eleven o'clock kickoff, Dean. When we fast forward to the end of the game, what do we have? Are the OSU Cowboys Big Twelve champions? What is your prediction? Yeah, Juwan. So I went back and forth on this one, as I always do. Um, I guess I, I I would assume our records are pretty terrible at, at picking these games at this point in the year. <laughs> so, uh, I would say normally, uh, I I would say Texas wins this one comfortably, but it's a Big Twelve Conference Championship game. It's an eleven a.m. kick. It's in Jerry World. Not that I guess any of that really matters to what I'm about to say, but <laughs> yeah, I'll, just, I'll pick OSU. Why not? Like like. Just what the hell? Who who cares? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I get them wrong anyway, so I'm just gonna go with OSU to win this one because why not? Uh, oh, I think man. I think OSU can maybe keep it close in the second in, in the first half. Uh, I figure they probably trail by uh, seven or fourteen going into halftime. They tighten up at the second half like they have the past couple weeks and. Uh, I think they give themselves a shot to maybe win. Um, realistically, Texas is probably too good at too many things, and they're, they're, what they excel at is 
they excel at stopping a lot of the things OSU excels at. So it's a terrible matchup for OSU. But just because I have proven I don't know how the heck to even pick these games, I'll just pick OSU. <laughs> so I'm looking at OSU's schedule, and so I picked them to lose Bedlam. They won, obviously. Picked them to beat UCF. They lost terribly. Picked them to beat Houston and BYU, but they were losing both of those games to start off. And as you said, they came back against BYU, and none of us really know how that really happened. So all that to say is, I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did this season. I don't want to talk about my record this season. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to attempt to add one more win to my record by picking Texas. <laughs> and I think Texas wins. I, it's not a blowout, but it's pretty comfortable. I'm going to pick Texas 31 to 21. Um, I think think OSU has had a had a pretty good season, much better than I thought they would, you know, than I thought they would have. I don't know if any of us picked us picked them to get to a Big Twelve championship, but that's success for me in itself. So um as long as they don't get routed like sixty to three, I think this was a, a pretty good season for Mike Gundy and, and his team. So I'm gonna side with with Texas thirty one to twenty one Saturday. Yeah, Juwan, this is either gonna be um like down to the wire. 34 31 type of deal or this is going to be like uh the georgia tcu national championship game like there's no it's either going to be super close or just a brutal blowout i don't like that's just to me that is the the mo of this season for osu it's going to be one or the other um i just i if you told me to try to guess which one it's going to be i'd have no idea which which way to side I honestly can see it being the inverse of the BYU game where OSU starts out very strong and then Texas gets their act together in the second half and they just take off from there. That's what I'm yeah. kind of looking at. I'm looking at maybe like a 24 to 17 game heading into the fourth quarter. And then that's, that's where we go from here. Um, but any final things you want to add before we get out of here, Dean? I don't think so. Uh, we should have a post game pod. Uh, we have okay. an interesting travel schedule Saturday, uh, so that might not be up till late, late. But we should have one. Um, but of course, all kinds of coverage online, tollsworld.com. So we'll for sure have some words you can read on this game, uh, regardless, Juwan, if it's a blowout or a close one. All right. Well, as Dean said, make sure you guys are paying attention to everything we have leading up into the game. Um, 11 a.m. kickoff for OSU Saturday live on ABC. Um, remember to put, download our podcast is free wherever you may get that from Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever that is. Like, share, comment, reach out to Dean, reach out to me. Let us know your predictions for for Saturday's game. And he'll be back with you Saturday, hopefully, if you know, everything works out with that. But for sure, we'll be here to recap the game in full breakdown next weekend right here on the OSU Sports Extra Podcast.